Christmas and thank you for your steadfast dedication to our Lord Jesus Christ. In this celebration of our Lord's birth, Pastor Lau and Pastor Da would like to welcome you to the following Christmas message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's teaching that will change your life with love, joy, and peace in Jesus. And now, Pastor Lau. Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. And I'm so glad that we can celebrate Christmas together in year 2016. For those who watch in the live stream, I would like to welcome you as well to this service. Tonight, I would like to share with you about the Lord Jesus Christ, the gift of Christmas, the best gift of Christmas. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for giving us the best gift. You love us so much that you gave us your only son so that when we believe in him, we shall not perish, but we have eternal life. We thank you so much, Lord, and we would like to know him more, experience his goodness and his mercy more and more each day, Father. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You heard about the word God, the gift from God. You heard about the word salvation and king of kings, the lord of lords in the song. When I was a young boy, I was growing up in a non-Christian home, and I thought that there was no God at all. I thought that God was just a man-made thinking of people or idea of people. But I admitted that when I was growing up in Thailand, I saw so many supernatural, spiritual things that happened around me. At that time, when I was young, I was involved in a lot of, we call animism. So we put the spell on the back and then they could not shoot me. They could not cut my skin. So I knew since I was a young man, there was a spiritual world. There was something in the spiritual world. As a Thai man, we always look up to some supernatural thing and ask for help. And then one day, I graduated from medical school and became a neurosurgeon. And when I opened the skull and looked at the brain of people, when I studied about physiology and anatomy, look at the heart, the lungs, and the function of the brains, I looked at all these things and I was wondering how this complex body came into existence in all of you and me. I travel a lot. I sat on the airplane flying from one country to another country. And I always say to my wife, Pastor Da, that, wow, this is amazing. This big metal equipment here, we call airplane, could fly in the sky. And when the storm come, wow, it's still going in the storm. And I was so amazed with the scientists who can produce this airplane. But then God talked to me. You know your body is much more complex than that airplane. Airplane cannot love, cannot produce baby, cannot get married. But you can love, you can think, you have creative idea, you can smile, you can laugh, you can be happy. At this point of my life, 
I have come to the conclusion that there must be a creator, and we call him God, God who created the heavens and the earth. When you look at the beautiful flower, when you look at the sun and the moon and the stars of the universe, you know that all these things that moving in the universe did not happen by accident. There must be a designer, very intelligent designer, and we call him God. But thank God, he did not just stay in heaven and he left us alone and say, "Hey, you're on your way. I'm on my way." But he sent his son Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, came into a womb of a woman named Mary. He was born, and then he showed to the whole world 2,000 years ago that God is real. He was born from a virgin, and after he grew up, he performed miracles after miracles. And his teaching was so powerful. And one day, he went to the cross because he wanted to pay the price of mankind's sin. But he did not stay on the cross. Three days later, after he was in the tomb, he was raised from the dead. And more than 500 people saw him with their own eyes. He was talking to people after he was resurrected from the dead. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am God. If you believe in me, you shall have eternal life. You shall have life and have it more abundantly. Today, I would like to talk about when Jesus comes into your life, what's going to happen to you? What I'm preaching tonight is not just a theory in the Bible, but I have been a Christian for 36 years now, and I have experiences, experience after experience, of the reality of God and what Jesus has done for my life. I agree with the show a while ago that the best gift for my life is the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read the scripture in Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 19. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in the synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his customs was, he went into the synagogue. And on the Sabbath day, he stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Mean, mean Jesus. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is what Jesus read from the book of Isaiah about himself. He said that I came to preach the gospel to the poor. What does it mean, the gospel? In fact, the gospel, in a simple way, it means the good news. How many people like the good news? I like the good news. In this world, we have enough bad news. I don't want to hear bad news. I want to hear the good news. When Jesus shows up in your life, when Jesus comes into the door of your life, 
He will bring good things. He will come with the good news, and that is wonderful. That's why he is the best gift of Christmas for all of us. When he comes into our life, he come to bless us. He come to meet our needs. He come to forgive our sins. And when he shows up, he brings the good news. He show us mercy, compassion. He give us provision, power, new life, peace, joy, direction, and also strength. He come into meet every need of our life. Jesus is all we need. If we have Jesus, we have everything in our life, and that has been happening to me in the past 36 years. And many of you say, "I'm waiting for God to do some good thing in my life." And I want to tell you right now, He is waiting for you. He has already did that, but He is waiting for you to come to Him and say, "Jesus, come into my life, and I want you to show your goodness to me." We will be happy when we hear the good news. Is that right? How many people turn on the TV program or news, and you always heard the bad news in the TV program? The monsoon, people kill each other, bad problem, economy problem. But Jesus come to give us the good news, and one good news is that Jesus is coming back again to rule the world. Today, I would like to share with you what happened when Jesus come to the door of your life. What happened to you? Definitely, good news is going to happen to you, and that's what happened to me in the past many years. In Revelation chapter three, verse twenty, he say, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in." To him and die with him, and he with me. Jesus want to come into your life. Everyone in the world, Jesus say, "Open the door. I have the gift from God. Please open the door, and I want to come in." Believe me, when Jesus enter into your life, the atmosphere of your life will be changed, and that's what happened to me when I invited Jesus Christ into my life in Bangkok, Thailand, 36 years ago. I opened my eyes after I prayed to receive Jesus. I felt that the burden on my shoulder was lifted up. I feel so much peace and love and joy. I look at people with love now. I just feel so different when Jesus entered into my life. When Jesus entered into my life, sickness, poverty, curses, darkness, and death left my life. He came in and he showed his nature. The nature of love, compassion, joy, peace, and all kind of good things. He come in and show his character to me. In John chapter 10, verse 10, this is what Jesus said. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. When Jesus entered to your life, he gives you life and give it super abundantly. Not just enough, but more than, more than enough. The first letter of John chapter 3 verse 8 say, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God 
was manifested, and that He might destroy the works of the devil. When Jesus comes into your life, He destroys the work of darkness, the work of evil things in your life. I remember when I was a young man, I was very, very arrogant. I lost all of my friends at the high school. I graduated from a Catholic school, and I was so arrogant. I was so bad habits. In other words, people hated me, and I lost everything at that time because the devil worked in my life. But thank God, when Jesus came into my life, He gave me a new life. Now I have a lot of friends all over the world. Now I can get along with people better. He came to in to destroy. The work of the enemy in my life. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You see, all this scripture, Jesus comes in to give us life, to destroy the work of darkness, to tell us the good news. And to deliver us from the oppression of the enemy, you know, I thank God when Jesus come in. He did not only bless me and help me physically, financially, and mentally, but He also blessed me spiritually. Since He come in, I have peace and joy that money cannot buy. When Jesus come in, you have the joy of the Lord. I always tell this story to people that before I became a Christian. I always have a long face. I never smile. I never laugh. My wife sometimes look at me and say, "Who? Which this guy that I date? Wow, he is in trouble. He never smile. Even her friends say that. Wow, the elephant in the uh, zoo look more handsome than your boyfriend because I never smile. I was unhappy man. But when Jesus come into my life. I have a joy of the Lord. I can smile. I can laugh more. In Proverbs chapter 15, verse 13, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. When God come into your life, when Jesus enter into your home, you have a joy of the Lord. If you read the Bible carefully, you notice that Jesus never jump up and down and run around. But whoever was touched by Jesus, they lived. They praised God. We're so happy. They got healed by Jesus. They got ministered by Jesus. People who came to Jesus are very happy. Jesus ministered to you deep down into your emotion. He did not only touch you physically. He did not only touch you on a relationship in your family, but he touched you deep into your emotion. Wow. It's so wonderful when Jesus show up. I remember the story in the Bible that Jesus and his disciple and his mother Mary went to a wedding in Cana of Galilee. When he walked in, wow, the guests were full in that wedding, and then the host of the wedding say, "Wow, we ran out of the wine. We did not have any enough wine. Somebody came." To tell his mother, we don't have enough wine now, and the mother say, "Call Jesus and do whatever he say." So Jesus say, "Put the water into the container," and after they finish putting the water in the container, they pull out 
the fluid out of the container, and the water became wine. Even the host say that normally we feed the people with the best wine first, and after it ran out, then the second kind of wine, the second class wine. But they say, "Wow, this wine is the best, better than the last one." Jesus came into our life, and He will meet of all of our needs. He met the needs of people in that wedding ceremony in Cana of Galilee. John chapter two verse eleven talk about that. This beginning of sign of Jesus did in Cana Galilee, and manifested His glory, and His disciples believe in Him. My dear brothers and sisters, when you have Jesus in your life, He shall meet your needs, and that's what happened to me. He meets my needs all of this year. I remember when I first moved to the U.S. because I was a foreign doctor. The professor at the University of Washington said that, "Oh, you can work here for free because you're a foreign doctor. We don't have salary for you. We have the budget for the American doctors." So I say, "Okay." I came in. At least I put my foot into the program. At least I let them know how I can work. But during the meantime, and my wife pray, Lord, if you can change water into wine, you can meet my financial need. I work for free. That the money in my bank gonna run out soon. I need you to help me. And within a few months, something happened in Seattle. That one neurosurgeon could not function. Therefore, he has to move people around. And I was moved to the veteran hospital. By that time, he said, "Because I need you, I give you budget." So the salary come in, and thank God, the paycheck come in. He meets my needs. He helped me when I pray and ask God, "I need money. I need to have finances to feed my family." You see, God always meet your need. Every time I pray to God, I need that. He will provide. Every time my wife pray for something, he will send people to help. He will send manpower in. He will give the wisdom. He will help and meet our needs. All these thirty-six years, Jesus always meets our need. In Mark chapter four, thirty-five to forty-one, on that same day when evening had come, he said to them, "Let us cross over to the other side." Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the wave beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. While the storm was hitting the boat, Jesus was sleeping, having a good rest. And they awoke him and said to him, "Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?" Then he arose, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, "Peace, be still." And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, "Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith?" And they fear exceedingly. And said to one another, "Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him?" I have experienced 
that when Jesus came into my life, He did not only give me super abundant life. He did not only provide for my need, but He also can calm the storm of my life. Some of you may face a big storm of your health. Maybe you get the medical report from the hospital that you have an incurable disease, or maybe terminal cancer, or you may face the financial storm. You get into big debt. You really need God's help. You say, "God, I don't see the way, but I know You have a way for me." Our God is a supernatural God. He can calm the storm. Whatever storm that you feel that you are in a hopeless situation, you feel that wow, how can I get out of this? But with Jesus in your life, you have faith in Him, and you trust Him. You cling on to Him. He can calm the storm of your life. When I read the scripture, it reminds me of a situation that happened in my life one time—a storm in my life. I went to Bangkok, Thailand, for the mission trip. All of my family went with me, my grandchildren and children, and our Thai passport was expiring. So we all planned to go to the passport place to renew the passport. We got into the taxi with my dad, who was about 92 or 93 years old. We were talking and talking, having good time. After we came out from the taxi and went up to the tall building to the passport area, and we did not pay attention that much. We went into the passport place, and we all looked at each other. Where is our bag that we put the passport in? And you need to understand, I will fly tomorrow back to America, and I have the surgery on that Monday. I have the scheduled surgery on that Monday, and the American passport and Thai passport all in there. So we all look at each other's eyes and say, "Oops, the bag of the passports was in the taxi. We left it in the taxi." In my imagination, right then, I say, "Wow, Bangkok." Has millions of taxis. I don't even know his name. I don't know how to contact him. And tomorrow, I and my family gonna fly back. We don't have the passport to fly. My face looked pale at that time. I was so shocked and so concerned. Then the Holy Spirit told me, the Spirit of Jesus told me, "Don't panic. Pray and sit there." I was thinking about going home and maybe call some radio station to make announcement to the radio station that somebody find my bag of passport. Could you please bring it to me? But the spirit of Jesus told me, "Sit there, wait, and pray." So we just sat there. We don't know what to do. This is a big storm for our life at that moment. And suddenly, a woman walked in with the taxi driver. The taxi driver. Walk in and point finger to my father. He did not remember us, but he remember my dad because the old man, the only old man, ninety-two, ninety-three years old. He point the finger to my dad and said, "There, sitting there. What happened? The lady, maybe an angel. I think God sent an angel to help me. Maybe the angel. She went into that taxi. She saw the bag, and she was guessing. Maybe this family went to that passport building." And instead of going on with her business, she told the taxi driver, "Could you please go back there? We're going to find this family." They came up, called my dad, handed the 
back of the passport. I want to pull money out to give to her, and she disappeared. Boom, walk out right away. I did not have even a chance to say thank you so much for helping me. Oh, the storm of my life was calmed by Jesus Christ at that moment. I want to cry. I say thank you, Jesus. Now I can fly back home to Seattle. God is so good. The storm of my life has been shut down. Many times in the surgery, I remember one time a lady about 40 years old riding the motorcycle fell down, hit her head, and have a skull fracture here on the we call temporal bone. Behind the temporal bone, there is a vessel called the middle meningeal artery. That artery is very sensitive to the fracture bone, and it broke and bled and caused big clot or hematoma to compress the brain. I opened the skull to save her life because the clot is pushing on the brain and going to kill her. This is an emergency surgery. And I did not even have an assistant because it happened so quickly. Normally, you have one assistant. And I remember when I pulled the clot out using because suction. I used a suction to pull the clot out. Suddenly, that broken artery, middle meningeal artery, just blasts out like a opening the tap of the water. Just zoom, come out, and I have only two hands. How am I going to stop that bleeding? I could not see it. One hand suction, another hand tried to stop the bleeding. And the water, keep, not the water, the blood keep coming out. The blood keep coming out and her nose, in a few minutes, she's going to die because our body cannot lose blood more than a certain amount. If you lose so much blood, your heart going to stop beating. At that time, I did not know what to do. This is a big storm of my life. I don't want to lose this 40 years old woman on the table. You know what I did? I shout in front of all the nurses, the anesthesiologists, Jesus, help me to calm this storm. You know what happened? When I say that, suddenly the bleeding stopped supernaturally. And the lady was healed and she was fine. She went back to work. Wow. Thank God. Jesus come into our life and he can calm the storm of our life. Let me read another one. Mark chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him at, uh, out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. This man has evil spirit on the inside of him, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bite him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him while he was so strong by the power of that demons. And the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And the story continued. Jesus cast a lot of demons out of him and he became Saying he became normal to the point that the whole city knows that this man was delivered by Jesus Christ. Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus calmed the storm 2,000 years ago. Jesus still can calm the storm of your life and my life today. You don't have a way out, he has a way out for you. 
He is the God of miracles. Jesus can give you provision. He can meet all of your needs. 2,000 years ago, He did that. Now He can meet all of your needs if you trust in Him and you have Him in your life. Not only that, Jesus can kick out all the evil spirits who come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I remember one time I and my wife went to a mission to Switzerland. And in that meeting, a woman was sitting there and she was looking at me with angry eyes. She was not happy with me. At the end of the service, I walked close to her. Suddenly, she jumped out of the chair and wanted to run away from me. I know she wanted to run away from me. The Holy Spirit told me to grab her neck, grab, not her neck, her, her clothes. <laughs> this area, this area, not her neck. Grab her, her shirt. She fell under the power, and then suddenly, in the name of Jesus, hundreds of demons came out of her. Keep coming out, keep coming out. And after that, she got set free. And she told me the story. Pastor, when I was a young girl, my mom had a very bad temper. She always yelled and slapped on us. And when she got so mad, she would dump us into the bathtub and push us to kill us in the water. She remembers saw her, her mom under the water. Wow, she was so mad. And when I grew up to be a young lady, I had the same problem. I'm, I'm so short-tempered. Every time I get mad in my home, my Swiss husband and my kids have to run out of the house. Everyone has to run out. Because she will throw things. She wants to kill them. She had the same problem as her mom had. She went to the mental hospitals a few times. Actually, her husband met her in the mental hospital. And this man married her out of mercy and love. And he was so patient with her. After that day, her anger was gone. She became a new woman. She became a very calm, a loving mom. Because demons of anger and murder went out of her. She became a noble woman. When I went back to Switzerland, next time, the husband threw a big party for me and Pasadar, invited everyone to come into his home and have a big party. And he said that, I got a new woman, but my wife, not a new wife, the same wife, but a new woman. Don't take me wrong. A new woman, but the same wife. And he wants to say, thank Jesus for delivering his wife from all this mental problem. Amen? Amen. Let's look at the last one today. Matthew 9, 2-8. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. In that generation... The Jews say that only God could forgive the sins. If you say, I forgive your sin, you blaspheme God. Because man cannot forgive anybody's sin. And at once some of the scribes and within themselves say within themselves, this man blasphemes, mean look down on God or ridicule God. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk? But 
that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose, he got here from paralysis, and departed to his house. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power to men. My dear brother and sister, when Jesus came into your life, He did not only give you super abundant life, the good news, good things, provision. He did not only heal your sickness, deliver you from evil ones. He calmed the storm of your life, but he also forgave your sins. I know one thing: all of us have made mistakes. I have made mistakes. I have sinned against God. Many people live with a big burden on their shoulder. They feel guilty. They feel condemned all the time. They feel that their life will never go anywhere because they are not good enough. They don't feel that God can bless them. But I want to tell you, very simple: you receive Jesus into your heart. You say, "Jesus, forgive me. I'm sorry. Please forgive me." And Jesus would forgive you. And Jesus. Would give you grace and mercy to start your new life again. You don't need to go to the place we call hell. You can go to heaven, and you can start the new life. You can rise up and eventually reach your destiny. God wants to forgive you. Our God is a merciful God. Jesus is a merciful God. Amen. Amen. He forgives all kinds of sin. And this man, he forgave, and also gave him the bonus. He healed his paralysis as well. God can heal your sickness. God can forgive your sin. I don't know about you. For me, I want to be guilt-free. I don't want to feel condemned. I know I make mistake every day. Sometimes I say something wrong. Sometimes I have a bad attitude. But I know one thing: I can turn to Jesus and say, "Lord, I'm sorry." I make mistake. Could you please forgive me? And Jesus will not say, "Oh, it's too late now. It's done deal. You will never rise up. You make big mix, big mess. You're gonna pay for it." No, Jesus will not say that to me. Jesus will say, "I forgive you. I cover you with mercy. I will bless you. I will use you." I will lift you up and lead you to fulfill your dream and your destiny, and I will help you. I am a merciful God. I'm a forgiving God, and I always have give you second chance, third chance, fourth chance. This is the God that Christians worship. That's why we sing joy to the world. That's why we love Jesus so much, and we celebrate Christmas together. Because we know that Jesus is not a baby anymore. Now he is at the right hand of the Father, and now he can listen to your prayer. He can help you. He can provide for you. He can calm the storm of your life. He can forgive your sin. He can set you free from any problem. There's nothing is impossible with God. Again, Jesus say, "I'm knocking at the door. If you hear my voice and open your door." 
I will come in. I did that 36 years ago. I heard this gospel. I heard this good news. I was not a Christian, but I say, hey, nothing to lose. I, I did not come from monkey anyway. Now I really know the Creator who created me, who made me, who gave me life. I bow my head down and I pray, Jesus, could you please come into my life right now? I need you. I want to have a new life. After that day on, Jesus come in. And I know he is so real to me. He healed my family. He provides for me. He protects me. He's so gracious to me. He gave me education at University of Washington. He gave me a good job. He helped me in my surgery, in making diagnosis with my patients. He helped me every single day, guide me every day, even giving me the parking spot at the Bellevue Mall. Right now, so busy, so hard to find parking spot. I drove in. I say, Jesus, I need a parking spot next to the door. Boom, the parking spot opened up for me. He takes care. He meets even little need of my life, parking spot. He meets every need. It doesn't have to be a big deal. can be little, little deal in your life, but he loves you so much. You believe in him, you trust him, you ask him, and he will show up. Amen? Amen. How many people want Jesus to come into your life? When Jesus shows up, he forgives you, he meets your needs, he calms the storm of your life, he forgives your sins, and he gives you super abundant life. If you want to do that, I would like you to pray with me. Amen? I will lead you to pray like I did 36 years ago. Make a decision to become a child of God. I'm going to lead you to pray right now if you want to do that. Amen? Hallelujah. Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I want to come home. Thank you, Lord, the creator of the universe. I believe Jesus is the best gift of Christmas. Lord Jesus, I admit, Lord, I am a sinner. I need your forgiveness. Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart. Please come in right now. Die with me, and I will fellowship with you. I repent of my sins and want to walk with you. Lord Jesus, I believe you can give me life. You can meet my needs. You can calm the storms of my life. Lord Jesus, you forgive me and pay the price for me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, congratulations to make the right decision today. Well, would it be wonderful to know that we, you born again on the Christmas Eve service? You can record in your uh, computer that, hey, my born again day is December 24th, year 2016. Amen. Please stay around to fellowship with us. We're going to have some refreshment and we're going to have some uh, 
order and gift to. We're gonna give gift to everybody. If you stay around, we're gonna hand the gift out to you. Let's stand up and sing the last song together. Amen. Before we sing, can I pray for you quickly? Yes. Let me pray for you. Father, we believe your spirit is in this room. We believe, Father, you are the supernatural God. You are the breakthrough God. You're the God who calms the storm. You're the God who pulled the wall of Jericho, who split the Red Sea, who sent manna from heaven, sent water out of the rock. You're the one who sent that big fish to save Jonah and split Jonah up on the beach. You're the God who stopped and calmed the storm of life. You are the Jehovah Rapha, God the Healer. You are the Jehovah Jireh, the Provider. Father, we come in agreement together. For those who are sick in this room right now, no matter what sickness they have, we demand and we declare that they shall be healed. By the power of resurrection, O oh Lord, and if they have financial needs, financial miracles come into their life. O oh Lord, if they have relationship problem, they have depression, they have other kinds of problem. Father, give them supernatural miracle breakthrough in their life, victory. Miracles alive happen in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing this song together. This is our pastor's favorite song. Okay, it goes like this: One, two, three, go. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, prospero año, felicidad. ¿Cómo está? Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, prospero año, felicidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad
Praise we God. Wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. message has brought you joy and peace this Christmas season. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. And Merry Christmas.
Christ the King.